I'm about to tell you is classified information. Okay? We were conducting exercises with a new type of experimental weapon. A weapon that will change the world. What? A weapon with the ability to launch a nuclear attack from any place on the face of the Earth. A nuclear-equipped walking battle tank. Metal Gear... It can't be. Hello there, and welcome to episode 21 of the video game podcast, PlayStation Pals. This is the podcast that takes place before Ragnarok, and I am joined by the Atreus to my Kratos, John. John, we're on the precipice. Oh my god. I mean, <laughs> as we're about to talk in the in the podcast, man, like, hype is at a fever pitch. <laughs> Uh, I've never been more excited for any game, I think, ever, and um, it's just comforting knowing that I don't think any of us are going to be let down, so. Uh, yeah, man, got the reviews in. We'll talk it more in, in depth here in a little bit, but uh, how about you, man? Have you ever been more excited for a release of a game? I know God of War is probably a little more entwined in my past than it is for you, but... This has got to be towards the top of the of the list, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like one of my favorite franchises. It's not like it was like Cyberpunk was and then let me down or like a Batman Arkham game. But uh, yeah, this is pretty up there. And like you said, getting the confirmation that it's actually good yes. is, is, is huge. Yes. As, and, and not just good, I should say. Excellent. <laughs> Masterpiece. God So we'll, we'll get into that. But yes. yeah, I'm sure your excitement level is that. Can't contain it, man. Can't contain it. All right. So you said you got a question for me? I do. I do have an opening question. So, uh, you know, I, I know that this isn't everywhere in the country, but I, I believe it's most of the country. The Powerball right now, Nick, is at $1.6 billion. And I think mm -hmm. if you took the cash prize, mm -hmm. you're looking at about $780 million. So my question to you is if you won the Powerball, you know, you're more likely to get hit in the head by a meteorite. But if you won the Powerball, what, what? franchise or game are you funding or bringing back because you want to play it so goddamn bad uh well franchise would be metal gear for sure mm -hmm. i would i'm sure so, konami will take my money so yeah so that's the thing so you'd have to give konami the money to make it with no kojima or are you are you in yeah, charge? I, i'm am i in charge yeah are you are you in charge of the the lore and the the, the zany story no 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 i okay. would i would i don't know who i would trust to make it the devil's in the details, I guess, on that. But I would love to see that franchise come back, and I'm almost positive that it is. Yeah, it's gonna get re another one of the these remakes that we've been talking about. It's it's I bet you that's coming. But um, that would be the franchise. Uh, if I was to make my own game, though, it'd be very similar to Cyberpunk, but yeah. third person. Okay, and I would have it so that like you could get like. You know, all the implants and all that, but it would affect gameplay. Like, you could have an auto aim implant, but then the enemy would be able to hack you, and mm. then you wouldn't be able to shoot at all. But so, you couldn't have the implant, and you just shoot. You just shoot a lot slower, but you would be you wouldn't be at the risk of getting hacked. Okay. So. I can tell you were probably thinking about this while you were playing Cyberpunk, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> Even before Cyberpunk, yeah. I would love Ghost in the Shell, and I always thought that that would okay. make a, a very good video game. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I wonder if it would be better to yeah give Konami the money to do it or to go to Kojima and say, hey, I need you to make something like this. <laughs> I'll give you however much you need, 
but uh, you know, I want your brain on it because I, I feel like Kojima is one of those guys that it doesn't matter how much money you throw at him, he's going to do what he wants to do. And in fact, right. I think there were some stories recently about uh, you know now that he has his video game podcast um, about how he has received offers from different people, uh, like mm-hmm. and, I, and I believe he put like ridiculous amounts of money and he turned it down because he just likes the independence to do what he likes to do, right. which is you know he's earned. So, so. yeah, for me, I, I don't I don't know if I have anything like. That I would make, but I would fund Bloodborne too. I, I, I would give, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's Sony or FromSoft. I need to give the money to maybe Bandai Namco. I don't think they have anything to do with that series, also scratch that. But I would, I would get that going. I think the fans deserve it. Uh, it's obviously would make money back, so I'd get my investment back. That's for sure. Um, but it'd either be Bloodborne two or, of course, Near Automata two. But. <laughs> Uh, Either of those would make you the hero of the internet. Yeah, yeah. Automata two would be a little more difficult. I don't know how they could do a sequel to that, but um, yeah. I mean, I need more need more Yarnum in my life. So yeah. you just you just get to approve all character designs for Near Automata two. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> She's hot. Leave me alone. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get. We got a lot to talk about. Like, there's a, like Sony news up the yin yang. So let's get into the format of the show. This is how it works. We each bring three things to talk about. It can be a news item. It can be a game we, game we're playing. It can be an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com or a Twitter DM at PSPalsPod. And speaking of those, John, <laughs> I'm <we> so got, <laughs> happy. We got questions. I'm so happy. Oh, it makes warms my heart. <laughs> We got an email, Nick. We're, we're, we're doing things. My mom would be proud. <laughs> yeah. We're official now. Yes. Now all we need is a sponsor, and then yes. like we're a real podcast. So this email comes from Will. He says, hey, Slitter Pals. First time, long time. Had to write in as I felt personally called out in the last episode. <laughs> I have been listening the whole time, and I've still yet to finish God of War 2018. Yeah. Well, you have, like, what, five days? Yes, yes. Hustle up, buttercup. Yeah, I'm that listener. I'll get to it when either of you finish Death Stranding. Well, (laughs) (laughs) that'll be a while. Yeah. Um, But we're trying to inject joy in your life, and you're trying to inject pain into ours. Side note, if they do announce Death Stranding 2... Which it will. Ocean's (laughs) is 100% Death Stranding 2. Do you think... You will play Death Stranding at that point again. I will try. I, I bet I'll try it again. I okay. bet because I just sorry to sorry to derail the uh, the question here. Will we'll get right back to it? But <laughs> with Death Strand or with games in general, when I see a reception, an overwhelming overwhelming reception to something, whether it's in games, movies, any really form of media. I feel like I owe it upon myself to at least figure it out why it's being received that way. And there's very few examples that it that doesn't work out in my brain where I can kind of separate, okay, maybe it's not my personal taste that I like, but I can see where this is good. And Will, you know I love you. I don't see what's good about (laughs) playing Death Stranding. I, I, I can understand from a story standpoint, you know, I think there's like seven and a half to eight hours of cutscenes in that game. So there's going to be a, a, a meaty story in there somewhere. But also, let's not kid ourselves. There's like, you know, that awful dialogue about how Sam Bridges is like Mario and he's got to say Princess Peach. And, well, I'm Princess Beach. And it's like, come on, man. But I'll play it because I guarantee it's going to come out. It's going to get good reviews. People of the first one are going to be like, yeah, it's amazing. This is exactly what we want. And so, uh, and if it's still on extra, uh, which I guess doesn't really matter for me because I bought it. Um, I'll probably try it again, but I would be surprised if, if it clicks for me. But 
uh, you know, I, I, I like the, the industry so much and Hideo Kojima is about as big as he gets. So, you know, got to figure out what's wrong with me, I guess. Yeah, I was thinking like how many developers have their name attached to games anymore? And I think it's just him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the other the other big developers are like, I mean, well, it was like what Ken Levine, Chris Blazinski, Shinji Mikami, you know, yeah. like there's definitely not a Japanese. Well, I guess well, no, Kojima is Japanese, so <laughs> or like what was it Yoko Taro? Yeah, they never put their names. I mean, then like yeah. from the from the American <laughs> side of things, you got like Corey Barlog. Um, no, yeah, I think he's the only one. I think you're right. Yeah, but uh, yeah. anyway. Oh, yep. Now let's get to the question. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, we're, we're, we're learning about how to do emails. <laughs> My question is, how do you guys get so many Platinums? Are you using guides on your first playthrough? I don't see how you could get a lot of these Platinums without guides. Let the Platinum Wars be swift and your gaming be long. From Will. Well, thank you, Will. Uh, <laughs> you want to take this first? Take it first, Nick? Uh, yeah. Um, I do use guides. There's no way, like, when collectibles are involved and there's not a good way to track them in-game in outside of open-world. Open-world, Spider-Man's pretty good about it, mm -hmm. about having collectibles on the map. I don't think I ever had to use a guide for that, but in especially yeah. linear games where you have to get collectibles or you miss them entirely, like A Last of Us Part One. A Plague Tale, Guardians of the Galaxy. I did use a guide for every one of those games mm -hmm. uh, to get all the collectibles. Um, and I will shout out Power Picks because they do a very good guide that's spoiler-free. Yep. Um, and I'm currently using it right now for A Plague Tale Requiem if I decide to platinum it. So, uh, yeah. And I don't know. I don't feel like I get a lot of platinums. But I mean, I've been on, with this account for five years, so that's I'm just averaging under five well, for you, it's really kind of picked up since we became friends, right? <laughs> like, prior to me, you know, Nick didn't have this disease. Um, and I, I think I injected a little bit of competition into it. But, you know, a lot of me, I, I'm similar in a lot of ways. Um, but one thing I will say is I decided probably, I'm going to say six years ago now, that one of the major things I enjoy about video games is just completing a checklist and I realized that when I when I first played Resogun so I guess it was probably even longer than that because that was a launch PS4 game so that was that was my first platinum and that was 2013 and I enjoyed I enjoyed it because I was able to then see everything that a game offered from the developer right the developer is basically telling me like hey these are the things that we think you should accomplish to see what we have provided for you and I thought that that was a really interesting system to allow me to do that and so obviously that started a hobby with with playing video games but also seeking trophies and then because I made that conscious decision to when I play a game I'm going to at least try and go for that. Every time before I start a game, I look at the at the trophy <laughs> list, right? I see, is this something that is going to be fun? Is this something that's going to be worth my time? Is it gonna be grindy as fuck? Do I have to beat it multiple times? There's certain things mm -hmm. that you kind of start to look for in a trophy guide after you do it for a while. And it's nothing that you're gonna immediately get. You're gonna have to figure out what you enjoy about it, if you enjoy it at all. There's nothing wrong with playing a game and saying, I don't. I just wanna see the story, or not, you know, cause myself to, you know, have to do a really hard challenge. But 
PlayStation games specifically, because obviously this is Sony's system, they want you to engage in it. Their, their first party games are typically pretty straightforward platinums. You're going to have to probably beat the game, doesn't matter the difficulty. You probably have to get the collectibles, do a couple small side things, and that's fun, and that's usually pretty easy. Then there's games like Cuphead, where you have to beat the game, then you have to beat the game again on Expert, and you have to beat these bosses in certain ways. And for something like that, I had to ask myself, do I enjoy the game enough to go through that? And with, with that one, the for sure answer was yes. But it's kind of um, about just understanding what it is about yourself that you like. And if it is something you want to go for, then, um, yeah, doing a little bit of legwork up front to make sure that it's something you want to do. See if there's any missable trophies. That's obviously another huge thing because you don't want to get past a point in the story where you have to, like, play through it again just to get to that point. Um but again, agree with Nick. I use a guide at first uh, because like, yeah, Last of Us Part 1, man, there's I think 250 different things mm-hmm, you need to like mm-hmm. do, whether it's an optional conversation, whether it's a small piece of collectible, whether it's, you know, uh, just, yeah, a Firefly tag or whatever the case. And I will be honest, I'm kind of annoyed by it. Like yeah. I'm playing through that game right now and I really kind of just want to go through and, and see the story again. But at the same time, I've never seen everything The Last of Us has to offer. I've beaten it twice already, so I decided in front of this playthrough that I'm going to do it this way. It's going to take a little bit longer. And at the end of the day, I'll be happy because there's a couple notes I'm reading that I didn't see before. It adds a little more texture to the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, so it's just about, you know, uh, kind of giving a, maybe five, ten minutes on the front end and seeing if it's going to be worth your time, which you will, I think, learn... Uh, your own your own tendencies and, and likes just by uh, doing it a couple times. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and and we both like single player games, and we yes. play a lot of games. Yes. So <laughs> those two things in combination uh, really do uh, get get you in front of more platinums um, because we don't play multiplayer games really a lot, mm-hmm. very rarely, and so that we are just always in a kind of a platinum race and and. To your point, yes, in the last two years, over half my Platinums have come from within the last yeah. two years, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John's and, a bad influence. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, kind of, so like Nick, Nick said with multiplayer, we, we don't play those for multiple reasons, but I wouldn't be, I would be lying if I said one of those reasons wasn't those trophies are usually like get 10,000 kills in online matches. I'm not doing trophies like that. That's just right. a waste of time. Unless if, like I said, it's a game that I just am going to play through anyway, but um yeah, that's yeah, that's that's kind of about it. Um, it's just a conscious decision that I decided I want to be a very, vi- you know, a very big part of my gaming culture. So yeah. you know, I like it. Yeah, yeah it's very satisfying. And 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 then also Sony first party games are pretty easy platinums. I don't think. I mean, the PlayStation Five came out and we had two platinums that weekend between Astro yeah. Boy and Miles Morales. So. Astrobot. He is yeah, not Astro Boy. <laughs> Sorry, boy. wrong property. Boy, you got we got a war on the brain. <laughs> yeah, Astro Boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> are you going to start calling your? Are you going to refer to your son as Boy for the next week? Um, I th- <laughs> so actually, I had I was uh, outside jumping on the trampoline with my son last night at like seven forty-five because he loves nighttime jumping, and. Uh, and we were talking about God of War, and he's like, Dad, when can I watch you play? And I was like, I don't know, man. I mean, at least at least 10 or 11. <laughs> and uh, so, I don't, so I don't think I would start calling him boy until he knows <laughs> why. Because, Dad, what the hell? I just, you know, are, Maybe are, are, you being, are you being mean to yeah. me? I can't really tell. Am I in tell. trouble? Yeah. Boy. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, as soon as, like, he's chomping at the bit to watch, watch me play that. But uh, 
I can only be so irresponsible as a father with mm-hmm. you know certain mm-hmm. music choices mm-hmm. I let him listen to and other mm-hmm. things that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna wait on that one. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for the question, Will. We appreciate Thank that you, you, Will. you have you have the privilege of being the first email we read on the show. I, know, I kind of thought, thought, thought it was funny when you said first time, long time. I was like, first time, anytime, buddy. You're the first time. <laughs> this is the first one. <laughs> so, appreciate you, Will. And then, on top of that, we also got a Twitter DM from friend of the show, Other Nick, not mm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what he says. He says, you talked about a lot of different scenarios for the new God of War. What would be the worst ending or way the story could wrap up that would still fit within the realm of the series? So that's, that's tough. Um, I mean, I think for me, the worst thing that could probably be would just be a sense of, like, I think the worst thing that can happen in, in movies and in games or anything is when something is just kind of meh. You know, when something's really, really good, obviously you hold on to it, you love it. When something's really, really bad, it's memorable in its own certain way. So when no expectations are subverted, which I don't know about you, I hate saying subverted expectations now because of Game of Thrones, because that's like all that they ever said. But when you when you don't subvert expectations and when it's just you kind of get to the end of something and you just let it kind of it just it just goes in your head and out the other side. That's the worst thing. And so for me, with like God of War, I don't know, if they just kind of got to the end of the story, there's really not a lot of conflict between Atreus and Kratos, like growing, kind of coming off of, you know, the first game. And he just goes and he kills all, he kills Thor, he kills Odin, he kills Freya. And he's like, all right, we did it, boy. Mm -hmm. Like if that's, that would be the worst thing for me. And then, you know, they'd be like, well, where would, you know, and then it teases somehow going to Egypt or something, (laughs) which, you know, I do hope they go to Egypt eventually, but um, I don't know how that's will be in just terms of narratively but that would probably be the worst thing for me is just a sense of like yep we're just here again to kill all the gods because <laughs> gods are bad me but yeah. I, I i full confidence that's not going to be the case no <laughs> i don't think yeah. the reviews would be no. where they're at if that was the case but yeah as we had mentioned last week if this is repeating the god of war original story mm-hmm. just with norse gods that would be a disappointment yeah it'll be interesting. like i think my big question and that I, that I don't know the answer to, but I think once you know that answer is going to shape a lot of the story is, yeah, who is the ultimate person we're trying to defeat right now? Is it Thor? Is it Odin? Could it be Atreus? Could it be Freya? I, it, could it be Kratos himself? It's like, you know, some weird existential journey. So like you don't really know that. So I don't know if like once you kind of get a sense for where that's going, that's going to kind of lead to being able to see where the ending is going to be. But as of right now, man, not even knowing that question, I could get wrapped up in 45 different ways yeah i don't know yeah 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 i think yeah it's gotta not be the typical god of war story and then i'm i'm sure as hell that it's gonna have some kind of tease to what's next but hopefully the every there's not a lot of loose plot threads that were less like oh i don't know what happened yeah i mean (laughs) yeah i don't think they'll leave anything loose but i will say i hope god of war goes away for a little bit. I think there's certain franchises in the PlayStation ecosystem that are just such pillars that you can't really get rid of them entirely, right? You need to keep them around for every once in a while. So whether that's Uncharted, right? Like Uncharted's been gone for six years now. It's probably about time that that one starts getting like worked on and be back. So it's back within 10 years. God of War is the same kind of thing. It's like you might be able to take a break from it, but it's going to come back. It needs to come back. So whether that's Kratos is going to be in Egypt somehow. Kratos dies in this one. Atreus takes over the mantle. There's prequels. I don't know. Um, 
you know, we'll see. But I, I, I think this story will get a nice bow on it and that will leave us satisfied. Sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's Thanks, Nick. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. And again, that's at PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com if you have a question. All right. Yay. Moving on. The big Sony news. Yeah. Megaton. Are we going to get an event for this thing? Like, So they, <laughs> they started talking about the PSVR 2 again, guys. Right? All right. So we got a blog post, official blog post from PlayStation. The hard details. The hard details. Every the, the questions, the two big questions that everybody wanted to know. We got a release date and we got a price. It is launching in February, uh, specifically February 22nd, and it will cost 549 US dollars. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that price point, Nick? More than the console. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think when we talked about it, we thought 400 would be great, 500 is probably what it will be, and 600 is too much. Yeah. And so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's, like, a, it's a little too much. Sounds like they were getting the feedback there. <laughs> yeah, I I think it is a, it's it's a sticker shock thing for sure. There have been a lot of discussions like around the economics, right? We live in such a, a volatile economic time right now with inflation running rampant and and mm-hmm. everything else happening that there's a lot of posts that are like, well, when the original PSVR launched, uh, which it launched at 499 I believe him, or was it? It might have even been three ninety nine. I can't remember which one. The original PSVR. I don't remember. I think no, it was four ninety nine <laughs> or three. I'm sorry, it was three ninety nine because it was the same price as the PS4 when it came out. Okay. If you launch that today, it would be six hundred and eighteen dollars. So if you are one of those people that can kind of like equate, like, oh, what's the actual cost with the rise of currency and things like that? It's not a bad price. But I do think it's going to have a, it's not going to sell as many units as maybe the analysts and people thought initially, uh, just based on that price point. And I'm kind of one of those people. Um, you know, I, I, I'm raring to go. I want this thing real bad. But at that <laughs> price point, I now have to look at it through a little bit more critical of an eye. So mm-hmm. we'll get back to some of the more, more uh, specific details here in a little bit. But I just want to kind of go over, again, what's going to be in the box and, and kind of the rest of the details uh, for this thing. So again, 549.99 US dollars, uh, 600 euros, 75,000 yen, I guess. Um, it includes the PSVR2 headset, PSVR2 sense controllers, and stereo headphones. Uh, and there will additionally be a PSVR2 Horizon Call of the Mountain bundle uh, that will be $599.99. So um, I can't imagine anybody's getting the VR2 without that game, uh, <laughs> you know, but you know, if, if so, if you're interested in that game, I would definitely look into the bundle. Looks like you're probably saving about 10 bucks there. Um, and then additionally, they're releasing a PlayStation VR2 Sense controller, controller charging station uh, for $50. Um, and I will say like, just as somebody who got the uh, charging station for the PS5, I highly recommend getting it your own charging station for these kind of things. It's really annoying when you have especially two separate controllers that need to be charged. One's not charged, one is, you can't use it. So I would recommend if this isn't a product that you're looking into, set aside $50 to get the charging station for it as well. Because, you know, you don't want to have to run two USB-Cs out of your PlayStation to keep those charged and yada, yada, yada. It's just going to be a whole big mess. So, um you know, but the whole same old spiel that they're giving, you know, PlayStation VR 2 Sense technology includes key features that enable unique gameplay experiences, such as headset feedback, eye tracking, 3D audio, and adaptive f- triggers and haptic feedback, um, and all the other, no, I'm not going to bore you guys with those kind of details. So, um, 
I think, you know, it looks like a really great device. I think it's the specs on it are amazing for what it seems the contemporaries are. But another thing that they rolled out alongside this is they had another blog post for 11 new PSVR 2 games. And I want to go through those. And it's this blog post, I think, that starts to give me a little bit of caution on buying this thing at least, at least at launch. And then this is just my opinion, but of the 11 games we're getting, first one is the Dark Pictures Switchback VR by Supermassive Games. And so anybody who played the original PSVR, there was a Until Dawn game that was released called Rush of Blood that was basically an on-rails shooter. And this seems to be a spiritual successor to that. Uh... Why are we getting controllers with thumbsticks <laughs> that can let us move around in an open space if they're just going to put us back on rails? <laughs> you know, could be fun, but again, like not really what I was hoping for. Then you get a game called Crossfire Sierra Squad, which is a VR version of the Crossfire series, which had a very mixed reception when that was uh, released by Smilegate. Looks to be your very standard military shooter. You know, you can catch grenades, throw grenades back, um, use cover fire, things like that. A weird first-person shooter called The Light Brigade that looks very muted. Doesn't look much more than a game that would just be on standard PSVR. Uh, we're getting a Cities VR. So Cities is basically like New Age SimCity. Um, so it's going to kind of get you a little bit closer to the ground. That could be cool, you know, if that's your thing. Uh, if you're somebody who likes those Sim kind of games, Roller Coaster Tycoon, I think it would be really cool actually to, you know, get a little bit more into, into the weeds um, with, with something like that. Uh, we're getting a game called Cosmonious High. Uh, I don't really know what to think of this game. It kind of has a bug snacks, Rick and Morty, weird, silly, crazy vibe to it where I don't exactly know what you're doing. Um, but that looks super weird. And then we're getting a Hello Neighbor search and rescue game, which if you know Hello Neighbor, that's basically hide and seek where this creepy neighbor is kind of stalking you around. That could be kind of cool too. Um, and then we're getting some basically re-enhanced editions of existing PlayStation VR games. Pistol Whip being one. That is a great game. I have the Platinum and Pistol Whip, but it doesn't seem to be something that needs a, a, an update. Um, and After the Fall. That's another game that's already on PSVR. And, and I guess the reason I wanted to read all those out is it just doesn't seem like it's getting pushed forward, at least right now, enough based on where the first console was. Um, I kind of fully expected to have, you know, maybe a couple more Call of the Mountain style games. I expect to have Half-Life Alex on this thing. I expect to have a new Astrobot. I know we're getting Resident Evil Village, but no talk of Gran Turismo uh, VR edition or anything like that. And those are the big things that we need to see on this, I think, for PSVR to really, really take off. I don't think I've ever seen so much excitement for the system as there is right now. And... Uh, if they want this thing to succeed, especially with the price point that it's at, they need to make sure the games are there from the get-go um, and and not have another Vita situation where they just, you know, they come out strong with some games like Call of Mountain and, and Resident Evil and then it just fades away because nobody wants to support it. But um, what do you think of those 11 games, Nick? Is there, any, is there anything <laughs> there that's like, you know, I, I know you're not really sold on VR to begin with, but like... A, do those games do anything for you? B, if they don't, what would get you to maybe <laughs> to maybe be a little more interested and to the point where you would purchase this? So I'm taking all of this announcements as getting the dirty details out, getting the getting some games out there, getting the price, getting the release date out there. Mm -hmm. To answer your question that you said initially, do I think there'll be a showcase for PSVR? And two, and I believe yes. Okay. And I think that's when you'll get all the bigger game announcements because 
yeah, none of these games do it for me. And and for me to get into PSVR 2, this is kind of my rule on all consoles, is there has to be five. Like, okay. I, there has to be five games that I want to play on it. You know, that's why I don't have a Switch. That's why I don't have an Xbox. I cannot think of five games that I would want to play on each of those. So, okay. uh, same thing here. And no, none of these games check that box for me. All right, so um, I'm going to put your feet to the fire a little bit here. Oh, so, no. So, I, I do I do agree with you that there will be a VR thing, right? State of play is probably most likely. When do they do that? Because if, if they're going to do that and blow out the thing and have new games being shown, especially big big games like Astrobot, Alex, you, you wouldn't want to do it like you know, a couple weeks ahead of launch like they typically do with their video, like with their, their state of plays that are focused on specific games because that leaves such a short window of marketing and things for those games. Unless if they're just kind of on the assumption, like we don't need to market it. People are going to buy it. It's a launch console. They're going to see these things. They're going to mm-hmm. get it. But when do you think that, that um, event would, would potentially be? I mean, there is potential for a game to be at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Not very highly now with it right on the heels. Um, I actually I would definitely predict a PSVR 2 announcement at the Game Awards. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, as we've mentioned when we were doing the DefCon levels, is like Sony is laying low right now, and as as the rumors have been out there, is because of this whole Activision uh, Blizzard takeover by Xbox, and. You know, you can't sit out there and say, we don't like this because it makes games exclusive and then go ahead and announce 30 exclusive games. Silent Hill 2? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm sure there's more more coming than that, you yeah. know, for Spoken, Final Fantasy 16. So I don't know. I would assume January. Like, their whole their whole slate for next year is just a big, not even just VR games, but... Just Spider-Man 2 is all we know. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah. So maybe probably probably January or expect them to really kid hard on the Game Awards, get a couple two to four announcements in the Game Awards. You know. See, Nick, that's why we podcast. Is like I, you, know, you talk things out, you, you learn, right? <laughs> I think that actually makes sense. Now they ask the questions like, okay, the Game Awards, you show off one to two. Maybe that's where you say Alex is coming to VR, and then that way when you get to the state of play, that's three weeks before release, then you can have more gameplay of it. You know it's coming. We can blow it out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I could see that making sense. But uh, needless to say, I'm excited for the device. I think it's going to be technically incredible. I think it's going to, you know, the fact that the comparison is the uh, Meta Quest Pro, which is at $1,500, mm-hmm. you know, is is... It's pretty, it's still, it's a great price point for the tech. I just, I want to see them support it. I want to see a PlayStation that's committed to this device to the level that they're, not to the level of the PS5, but more than the Vita, more than they did the PSVR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, when they when they originally announced the PSVR, Shuhei Yoshida himself said that they were viewing this new device as they viewed the PlayStation 1, where it's like, we know that this is the genesis <laughs> of something that we want to support for the next 20 years, so you're gonna get some more basic, basic experiences. And so with that statement, I kind of expect like a PS1 to PS2 quality jump, and I don't see it quite yet. I think, again, I think Alex is at that level. I think Call of the Mountain could be at that level. And I'm not saying every single thing needs to be there, but I don't wanna see Four years from now, we got Call of the Mountain and Gran Turismo 7, and that's it on the on the mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. End of rant. One more question, Nick. <laughs> Will there be a PSVR 3? 
<laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, okay. eventually. I mean, okay. of course, VR is where, like, where gaming is going. Uh, they they wanted to go. Cloud gaming and VR gaming is going to be huge at some point in our lifetime. Okay. Um, but not until uh, you know these headsets come way down in price. Yeah. Well, they hit mass market, but yeah. Yeah, of course. There, there. As long as there's a PlayStation, I think, and PS VR is just going to be around. You sound like Phil Spencer. As long as there's a PlayStation, we will ship <laughs> Call of Duty to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right, that's all I got. And I also just I want to get my hands on it. Like I, yeah. I didn't play very much of the original PSVR, and I've no VR games have been like, wow, I want to take this home with me. So, you know, yeah. once I get my my on my head and I experience it. Um, it, it is a device you need to, to like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think Astrobot Rescue Mission, the VR one, is in my top 10 favorite PlayStation 4 games. It, mm-hmm. That game is incredible. And Beat, and Beat Saber, you know, it's just so much mm-hmm. fun. So there is fun to be had. And, um, you know, and, and, and I'm sure there will be. I just... I just want it to. I just want it to do good. You know? <laughs> I just want it to do good. So that's all I got. All right, moving on to the big news. If there's anything John likes more in the world, there's that is e electronic arts oh. and Marvel. Ooh. <laughs> Well, I gotta adjust my pants real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Might want to unbutton them because uh. <laughs> over on the electronic arts blog. They announced that they're doing a a multi-title collaboration with Marvel. Mm. And this is straight from the blog. They say, today we announced we will collaborate with Marvel on a long-term deal to develop at least three new action-adventure games that will be available for consoles and PC. Each of these games will be their own original story set in the Marvel Universe, with the first title in development being a single-player, single-player, third-person, action-adventure Iron Man game coming out of Motive Studios. Mm. So how hard are you right now? Mm. <laughs> um, I, think, I, I think that that, that announcement of us all, the Iron Man Motive thing, I think it makes sense. I think it could be good. Motive's... Probably EA's second best studio after Respawn. I, I have a hard time keeping EA Studios in my head. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Bioware is not what they used to be. Um, so I think, you know, they could make a good game. You know, Mode is the team working on Dead Space Remake right now, which looks phenomenal. So they obviously have developmental skills. But with Iron Man, it is always the question. Video games, for whatever reason, to this day... It's still very hard to make a fun game that you fly in. <laughs> you know, it's kind of similar to swimming. It just—it's hard to do because you almost have too much freedom. Mm-hmm. So I'm very—I'm curious to see: is this going to be more Spider-Man, or is this going to be more Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be more story-based with like you know, kind of it's more intimate storytelling and like we're trying to push a narrative, or is it Spider-Man where it's like, we I can swing around the city and this is amazing and I just want to shoot things and well, you know. Hit things, web thing. Right. You know, I do that stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm not upset yet, Nick. Keep going. We'll see how upset I can get. Uh, well, what studios do you think are making the other games? I don't know. That's why I don't. EA Studios. I'm pretty. I, I don't know. I, I just I hear the words EA and I go sports and then I kind of tune right, out. Right. Right. So I I know Respawn. I know Motive. Right. I know Dice. Right. Uh, Bioware. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So I, I did do some research and looked it up. Okay. Uh, they do have some new studios. Haze Light. They got Haze Light, too. 
they have ripple effects dude oh no not ripple effect spear no not spearhead <laughs> ridgeline games okay in seattle washington this was a formed in october of 2021 this is Led by Marcus Leto, the former creative director of Bungie. I've heard that. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard that name. And they also have another unnamed studios in Seattle, Washington, led by Kevin Studios, who was vice president of Monolith wait, Productions. Wait, wait, wait. Led by Kevin Studios? Kevin Stevens. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I did I like, say that? His, you said, you said <laughs> studio. Like his name is Kevin <laughs> Studios? Ke- Kevin Stevens, former vice president of Monolith okay. Productions, founded in May of 2021. Okay. So they spun up some new studios. Again, we don't know if they're working on this, but yeah, I think obviously Respawn, Respawn and Bioware would be the the, the two big ones. But we know Respawn is wrapping up Jedi Fallen Survivor or Jedi Survivor. Is it just, I think it's just Jedi, Jedi. Survivor. Yeah, it's a horrible name. Horrible. Jedi Survivor yeah. and Bioware is currently working on Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Mm-hmm. So if if they are the ones doing the other games it is going to be quite some time but then again also these studios i just mentioned were just formed so it's going to be some time and then ea motive is currently still working on dead space so that's going to be some more time yeah so it'll probably be a while before we see these games yeah the only bummer i feel about this is that they're taking characters away from insomniac yeah, yeah, yeah. That was gonna kind of be one of my big points. Is like, out of all the studios that I would want to see this with, I don't know if EA is in the top five. Like, you know, they they have a tendency to have really really solid things and just you know really shit the bed with others. Whether it's Mass Effect, Andromeda, um, uh, you know, Anthem, things like that. But I will say, I do think they have an ace in their in the hole or an ace up their sleeves. Um, in a man named Vince Sampella. Vince mm-hmm. Sampella is the CEO of Respawn. And mm-hmm. if you kind of are familiar with this guy, he fucking is everywhere, man. Like, he is, he's got to be the hardest working man in video games. He's help, He's helping out, obviously, with his own teams, but it seems like he's always, like, kind of consulting with others. So I could see him just kind of, like, coming in and making sure. It seems like he is, like, the best, one of the best producers out there that keeps projects on track, that makes sure these guys are doing what mm-hmm. they need to know. You know, Respawn is supporting Apex getting out Star Wars, turning that around into another Star Wars game pretty quickly <laughs> while, you know, while doing, um, I think, aren't they working on another thing that you mentioned too, or is that it? Respawn has yeah. got, yeah, they got they got a first person Star Wars game. Yeah. I think that's so the like, they're, you know, they're just, they got a lot of people churning, so if they can like bring Vince in to be like, you know, hey, just kind of like guide some of this stuff, you know, it could uh, at least put a stamp of on the game saying like a level of quality that uh you know that he approves of or whatever the case but um yeah he was only responsible for call of duty the entire franchise so he knows what he's doing (laughs) he is he is a og in the video game space so uh, i think having him around is going to obviously help but uh have they said what the other two properties are or no just just iron Uh okay uh what's your guess well, that's why I want them to not do X Men. Don't get anywhere near that. <laughs> They're not not with not with Wolverine already with with Insomniac. I can't no. imagine. I'm no. I'm gonna because who's doing that Captain America Black Panther game? Uh, Skydance. Skydance. Okay. Which is so, not. So I feel like yay. you could take them off the table. So I think right. that leaves what like maybe Hulk. Yeah, Hulk, a Daredevil. Thor. Thor's kind of run running down. He's these. He's yeah. what's the opposite of a crescendo? Descendo? <laughs> I know that's not right. <laughs> you know, he's he's sunsetting a little bit, so I don't know if it'd be him. Hey, we well, we had this talk when Skydance was about to announce a, their game, their yeah. Marvel project that we didn't know 
But, uh, you know, superheroes lend well to video games, so... It's true. Uh, it, could, it could really be any. I mean, Daredevil would be one of the more exciting ones because of, of the his whole being blind could be lead to some interesting game mechanics, but the Marvel Universe is huge. There's a lot of heroes. I don't what, know. Um, what female lends themselves best? What super female lends themselves best to the game? Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I just I feel like, you know... You got, well, you got Captain Marvel... Scarlet Witch, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Black yeah. Widow game. I could see them doing a Black Widow game, like an espionage spy kind of thing. Yeah. That could be all right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I bet one of them's, one of them's probably going to be like female-led, something like that. But, yeah, I, uh, I guess I'm not too angry, Nick, but I, I have, <laughs> I have a potential to get angrier, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think the other announcements are a ways away, but... Yeah, uh, Marvel is taking over the game space now, so... <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so exciting. We'll see. I mean, again, if the projects are good, then, you know... Yeah. Let's, I'm, we're I, down. But. I will not judge a video game until I play it. You know, or maybe I will, but I, I won't write it off until I, I get my hands on it. So and if it they're is, fun to play, they're fun to play. I don't care who I am. And it is nice that Electronic Arts is doubling down on single-player adventure-style games. Like, yeah. thank God, you know, that's... Uh, me and John's bread and butter. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Nice. Well, that's that. So now for the real big news. I of guess. The, of the week. I guess. Not so much news, but man, I was, uh, I've was i been waiting for this day for a little bit just to get confirmation <laughs> that my, my beloved 2018 God of War game <laughs> is going to, you know, grow and not, not be underwhelmed by its successor. We got the review scores, folks, for God of War Ragnarok and, oh boy. <laughs> Did it? Did it's it? Bad? No, it's so horrible. Oh no! It's only a ninety-four, Nick. Oh, oh gosh! I know. It's, it's, Boy, people only say it's a masterpiece. <laughs> um, so yeah, not a lot to say, guys. But you know, if you couldn't tell, Nick and I, we just can't stop talking about this franchise until this game <laughs> is behind us. So just uh, real quick, I did a little bit of math and just kind of the breakdown of the review score. So out of the hundred, there was one hundred and twenty-one reviews that gave this game an actual score. All right, I'm gonna kinda break this down. Out of those 121, 62 of them gave it perfect scores. Gave it a 10 (laughs) out of 10 or 100 out of 100, whatever you would give it. More than half. Incredible. Like, it's rare that you see even a single 10 out of 10 for a game, right? So 62 of those. Another 20 reviews scored between a 95 and a 99. (laughs) Another 29 scored between a 90 and a 94. Two between 85 and an 89, seven at an eight, and one at a six. <laughs> so, you know, needless to say, guys, like this game is going to again be it's okay. a it's going to be a generation defining game. It's going to be the action game that everybody else compares themselves against. I just couldn't be happier. I just couldn't be happier. You know, it's also in my fantasy league. I have to always mention this because it makes Nick so mad uh, that, you know, it's going to give me some wonderful, wonderful points that will get me within striking distance of beating him yet again as I am the reigning champion. And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I know. Uh, I know you're kind of you're you're more of a spoiler guy than I am. You are very media blackout. You don't want to know anything. But did you get a chance to read any of the like little blurbs or anything? I know you saw the IGN subline at least. <laughs> yeah, God tier. Which was God tier T Y R like the you know tier the god of war in Norse mythology. No, but. I I yeah. It's I, again. It is nice when you're hyped for something. We saw that earlier this year with Elden Ring, and to have that hype be validated. Yeah. 
that's always a great feeling. You know, all that projection we put on video games before they're before they're reviewed, before they're out, you know, is is justified. It's the next coming of Kratos. Yeah. Um, but as far as yeah, I, I I'm in. I pre-ordered the game. I'm you know I put my money on it, and I just I'm I just chopping at the bit to play it. You know. Sure, sure. So, no, I didn't, I'm not going to touch reviews. I'm, I'm actually very wary of being on the PlayStation subreddits. Yeah. Uh, because I don't want anything to be spoiled. Right. Weapons, characters, any of it. Right. I don't I don't want to... I don't. Well, I'm going to read a couple. Oh, all right. I curated these to make sure... I will talk louder than you. Just a couple. Just little, like, sub things. So this is what people are feeling, so... You know, straight up, God of War blew our minds. God of War Ragnarok is the definition of a masterpiece, featuring some of the best combat of all time, a gripping, poignant, and ambitious story with so much to do you'll never want it to end. Uh, It's rare to see a sequel nail it this hard, but God of War Ragnarok has once again raised the bar for every action-adventure title. (laughs) It's the best game I've played in a very, very, very long time and is, in a word, perfect. It's better than sex. Seemingly so. (laughs) Sex isn't perfect. I mean, this is. So, um... You know, the game's core design has not moved an inch since the prequel, and the story seems to be lacking creativity in comparison. That's what the 6 out of 10 guy says. (laughs) And so, you know, not everybody finds it perfect. You might not. There are, you know, everybody has their own, uh, you know. You didn't read that blurb that you told me the, the other day. Which one? About the side quest being better than The Witcher 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gene Park of, I think he writes for the Washington Post. He said that, um... It was something along the effects of, like, it's finally happened, guys. I found a game that was able to provide better side quests than The Witcher 3, and that's this one. So not only did they, you know, obviously... It it is interesting, because I really don't... I mean, I remember side quests from the 2018 one, but I almost wouldn't even consider them side quests. Like, everything (laughs) just flowed together so well that... Right, there were like those weird like ghosts that you would talk to. Yeah, like there was little things, but, but like you know, but everything seemed to be so. But yeah, what, what was your most memorable side quest? Uh, I don't, I don't, Big talking snake. Killing the Valkyries. Yeah, exactly. Killing. <laughs> I think of killing the Valkyries. I think of the weird you know uh, world that we talked about, like Muspelheim or Muspelheim, yeah. you know, with the the timer poison thing on it. So the fact that they were able to add some of that stuff in, but. You know, long story short, everything seems to be saying uh, everything is better than 2018. Um, because you got to remember, too, that this game is getting viewed, obviously, through the lens of we've experienced 2018 already, right? So we need to be impressed again. We need to have our expectations subverted, you know, enhanced <laughs> or whatever have you. So, like, people are going in with that, knowing what the first one was, yeah. and still being blown away. And still coming with it saying, nope, another fucking 10 out of 10. Yeah. And uh, well, that's why we lowballed our predictions is because we thought, like, I, they're, it's harder to go from, like, Elden Ring... At all the room in the world to improve. Right. God of War to God of War Ragnarok, you know, it's very hard to improve on a game that people called a masterpiece the first time. Right. You know, so. Well, and we saw <laughs> we saw this year firsthand that a, a, another very highly regarded uh, first party game, Horizon, was being kind of held down a little bit. I think not as not as not too much, but a little bit because people felt it didn't move the franchise forward enough, mm-hmm. at least from a gameplay level. So I, I kind of thought there was going to be more of that coming here, but it seems like at least the narrative was so fucking strong that, you know, everybody's like, yeah, it's all the same, and like the gameplay is the same, just a little bit better, and everything's a little bit bigger and better and whatever, but it's just so... It's, it's all so good that... There you go. So... Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, the next time we're going to talk about God of War, guys, we're going to be talking about God of War. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, if you don't have it pre-ordered, fuck you. And, <laughs> and uh, Will. Um, I can't say your name. Will. Uh, it is better than Death Stranding, so, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, you show me that. You show me that that trophy of you beating it, and uh, maybe I'll consider going. <laughs> uh, yeah, next week will be all God of War Ragnarok. There will be no six things unless, and then we won't be talking about anything else unless there is something <laughs> uh, big that happens. Right. But again, I believe all the air will be God of War Ragnarok. I mean, Sonic Frontiers. I forgot about <laughs> that. We got to talk about Sonic <laughs> Frontiers next week too. Yeah, we might. We that. might have to if it gets like a fifty-one. But expect. No six things, just a sleep-deprived Nick and John yeah. <laughs> really going into God of War Ragnarok. We, we both took off. I think we've said this before, but we, we both have the entire week off next week. <laughs> um, you know, just because. Yeah. Cause why not? Yeah, it's exactly. our, this is our Super Bowl. So. It's, a, it's a race to see who can beat it by the next podcast. <laughs> Nick's going to win, but, you know, that's fine. Um, and uh, you're going to go to the Midnight Launch. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when I, I I put like twenty five bucks towards the pre order just because I had a game I, w- I wanted to get rid of and uh, yeah, the guy at Games I was like, yeah, we're doing a midnight launch for it. I said, no fucking way, really. And so you know, I'm I'm not going to you know go get it and stay up till four in the morning. Maybe maybe I will. I don't. I can't really say that. But uh, my my plan is to go get it at least pick it up so that when I wake up the next day, I don't have to wait for the store to open. I can I can get right. my cup of coffee. Uh, do what I do oh. and uh, yeah man boot it up yeah be a be a happy little boy yeah little, little happy hopefully little boy. there'll be some good stories that you'll yeah. add to our GameStop story I hope so I hope um, so yeah yeah I'll make sure I wear a nose plug <laughs> yeah my GameStop I don't know if it's having a midnight launch but I guess if it does I think I'd probably do it too for those yeah, very why not? same reasons why not yeah why not and so maybe maybe I'll have a GameStop story yeah. maybe I'll meet meet my friend from last time yeah <laughs> maybe you'll get mugged um, it'll be great and then last thing I want to say, will it be Elden Ring now? Because I don't it, know. It, it, this it is very close. Not, uh, Elden Ring's at a ninety-five. This is at a ninety-four. Can it can it take down Elden Ring? I mean, you know, you asked me that a week ago. I would say not a fucking chance. Now that you ask me that, I say there's a. That's what I'm asking. I say there's a slim chance. I think. Yeah. What Elden Ring has working for it is it kind of revolutionized the open world formula. It, it is one of those games, much like Resident Evil 4, Super Mario 64, you know, that really changed up the formula and enhanced it in such a way that it's going to be hard to go back to other things. And when you combine something like that with the fact that God of War 2018 all, already had won a Game of the Year at the Game Awards... Whether you admit it or not, that will factor into it. Like, you know, when people vote for these things, there is easily, you can tell, certain votes are cast because, like, well, we've already given, you know, best female lead to Mass Effect, so we're going to give best male lead to Red Dead or what, you know, just as examples. Right. Like, they like to spread these things around. Mm-hmm. So I think when people are voting, that it's obviously going to be between those two. I, I can't imagine a single no. game of the year vote <laughs> will, will go towards anything else, but. Um, I would still probably say Elden Ring will pull away with it. But that being said, I mean, Sekiro did win the year after God of War yep. 1. So FromSoft also does have one. Um, but I, I still think Elden Ring is the, the Vegas odds favorite. Yeah, I think I think the critics will vote for Elden Ring. We'll see. Ring. I mean, we might come back next week and have this game done and be like, no, there's no fucking way this is. <laughs> so good. So good. I don't see how, but, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, it's a good, it, I'm just, I am happy, Nick, that you can ask that question. Yeah. All right? yeah. yeah. The fact that you can ask that question and I can have to think about it is, is beautiful. So. Yeah. So, again, next week. Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> All Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> nope, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, we'll, we'll have kind of a loose format. Uh, we'll try and keep story spoilers very light. Yes. Um, and, but, yeah, we will have a lot to say. It'll be the biggest game that we've ever played at the same time and mm-hmm. to come out mm-hmm. since we started the podcast. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to even more good news. Okay. You thought you were going to wait a long time to watch HBO's The Last of Us show, didn't you? I did. You thought it would be April at the earliest. I did. Nuh-uh-uh. I know. Thank you. It is coming January 15th. It will be in that premium HBO time slot of Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Next year might be one of the best years ever. Yeah. What a good time to start a podcast. On a media standpoint, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, uh, I can't take so much happiness in my life, Nick. I, I am a man who, if I'm a modest man, you know, I, I have a family. I pay my bills. I, you know, I don't get as much free time as I'd like, and I have a horrible diet. But, you know, it's... Uh, the fact that I get to watch this show on January 15th and, you know, as as I am playing through the game right now and, and seeing some of these moments and just how well that this is going to translate to a show, I just, it's going to, I think it's really going to set the world on fire. I, I truly feel that right now. And I don't know, I don't know if that's personal, just my personal uh, thoughts and things on the franchise seeping through and just like convincing myself of that mm-hmm. or if it's truly like from a, just narrative like because like, like the, the, I'm thinking of a specific moment in the game and I talked to Nick about this the other day where spoil, slight spoilers for The Last of Us if you haven't played it but it's kind of it's right after you leave Bill's town and Joel and Ellie are, are on their own kind of for the first time right they've lost Tess they left Bill and they're trying to get across the country now they have a car and obviously up to this point, things are so dire, but like Ellie has a magazine in the back of the car and she's just looking through, it's a comic book and she's like, oh, look, you know, oh man, this is such a good story. I can't watch it or I can't read anymore because this is fucking post-apocalyptic. And Joel's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd you get that? You got it from Bill? Okay, what else did you take? And she fucking pulls out a porno <laughs> and, she's, and she's looking at pictures, this little 14 year old girl. And she's like, how does he walk around with that thing? <laughs> you know, and, just, and like, why are all the pages sticky? And Joel just does not know what to do. And she's like, I'm just fucking with you man like, don't worry about it and throws the thing out the window it's like bye bye dude like just in this you know really adorable endearing way and then 30 seconds later is that scene that we've all played and where this you know guy seemingly hurt is in the streets he's like you gotta help me and you know ellie obviously she's like you know just kind of innocent she's like well let's go help him and um and Joel is like, put on your seatbelt. He ain't, he ain't even hurt. <laughs> yeah. And like he floors it, and like the guy's like, oh fuck, pulls it, and like gets our shot. And like this epic cinematic scene comes to comes on, and like just the amount of like you know levity from humor interjected with crazy awesome like action scenes with just like tense moments. Like it's gonna bounce back and forth so right. well. And I think as long as the actors can can bring those characters to life, which I 
I have full faith in it because a the acting ability that those two have and with Druckmann attached to it so intimately, uh, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be. I want that show. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that show wins the Emmy for best show of the year. Like I, that's that's the kind of level we're, Boy, we're talking that about. Be nuts. <laughs> yeah, but I I mean you know we'll see. It'll be Succession. We'll see. But uh, yeah, sorry I didn't mean to take up all the oxygen. But yeah, January fifteenth, perfect spot. Let's go, man. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, again, as we mentioned, this will be a permanent sixth thing mm-hmm. uh, when it's airing. We'll kind of talk about the episode uh, every yeah every week. And I, I don't, have they said how many episodes it is? Uh, no, I'm gonna guess ten. I believe yeah. doesn't does HBO ever have any shows that aren't ten? <laughs> like I'm, I'm just uh, like, White Lotus is six. Okay, but that's like more like isn't that I think that's like listed as a mini series. Right. Yeah. So I, I I believe HBO shows. You know, thinking of Game of Thrones, Succession might have nine now that I think about it. So it'll probably be I bet like nine or ten or something like that. Hopefully it's like thirty-seven, but we'll see. All right. Yeah. This is. Yeah, January fifteenth. But yeah, bundle up, guys. Get a cozy blanket. You know, snuggle up with your loved ones. Get ready to be scared and cry and. Uh, yeah, it's an incredible, incredible story that I'm. I'm. Ex- I'm like almost weirdly more excited for my wife to watch it, so that like I can I can kind of like share this experience that I know she would never be able to have if it only existed in the video game space. You should you should record her at the pivotal scenes like when the red wedding was coming. And yeah, I might. Everyone recorded their loved ones if they if they had read the Game of Thrones books. Yeah, they they would film their loved ones when they watched the red wedding. Um, yeah, she does know about the beginning. Like she, okay. she has watched a little bit, so like she knows about okay. the the beginning. And um, yeah, and also like and like my parents, like my dad, you know, my dad and I, we bond over a lot of things, but um, we both hold Breaking Bad as it, the by far and away the greatest show of all time. Mm-hmm. And so if this is good, I'm dad watch this and like you know genuinely see what he has to say. And he he plays MLB show MLB the show every single day. So like I wonder if I could get to be like Dad, check out. Just I want you to play this. Like just see if it's something you'd be interested. In. But um, yeah, I uh, can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, too much positivity. I can't I can't look forward to so many things. <laughs> I was gonna make a bad joke that you get cancer next year. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's like, Whatever. I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm a- Cancer diagnosis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to be that one kid that like emails Neil Druckmann and be like, I need to see it before I die. Show me the finale. Uh, yeah, no. No uh, cancer yet. God, all right. God willing. <laughs> Moving on. Final topic. You know what time it is. Yeah, you know what it is. All right, so I was trying, I was looking at this, so obviously, folks, we got the final round of the, let's see, this is final, semifinals, of the, I guess there's nothing before quarterfinals, it's just the Sweet 16. Final selection for the Sweet 16 in our PlayStation Pals franchise bracket. Um, so we're going to go through those, but then it looks like we have, yeah, so we'll have the quarterfinals, so we'll probably do two sets of the quarterfinals next week, then the one set of the... I don't know. We're going to have to talk about it and figure out how we want to do this. I really probably should have thought this over before I started talking. I am a professional, folks. But let's get into it. Sure. All right, Nick. Final eight. Number one. Do you have any guesses? Any of the other number ones thus far? We have Uncharted, Last of Us, and God of War. Spider-Man? Spider-Man. <laughs> you cannot deny no. Spider-Man. Even no. though he's a newer, he's newer in the PlayStation family, 
Uh, he is the number one selling PlayStation exclusive of all time. He is one of the most widely known characters in history. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man 2 is going to sell incredibly well. Mm-hmm. So we have mm-hmm. him facing... Pata, 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 pan. <laughs> <laughs> pata, pan, which is a PSP Vita weird exclusive game. Greg Miller loves it. <laughs> That's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, I've played it. It's cool. It's cute. Uh... But, you know, can it take down the mighty Spider-Man? No, not, okay. a, not a chance. Not even worth the discussion, right? No. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales are great. Yes. It's fucking great. Yes. Yeah, and I guess this is kind of a package deal with both of those. They're, they're kind of one and the same. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to move. I'm going to skip the four verse five just because that's always the fun one. So we'll go to number two verse number seven. Any guesses on number two, Nick? I know there's like there's not a lot left. So our number twos were Gran Turismo, Crash Bandicoot, and Ratchet and Clank. We got Spider-Man. God we haven't of- had Horizon yet. Horizon Zero Dawn. Look at you. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn. Another newer franchise. I do a video game podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so another newer franchise, but again, you cannot deny the uh, the force that it is and how much Sony is putting behind it. It's getting its own show. It's getting a VR game. It's got a, It's getting a remake of the original game. Obviously, they want this thing to be huge. And Aloy is kind of an iconic character at this point. And so. it's going to be a Game of the Year candidate, too. I, it it will. won't win, but it'll be a Game of the Year candidate Definitely. again. So. so we got that going against kind of an oldie, but I, I've never played these games, but maybe you have. Uh, stealth-focused Siphon Filter. God, it's another franchise that people won't shut up about. That was never, <laughs> it was never good. Well, especially like, if you're you want Metal Gear Solid back so bad. I mean, it's probably, yeah, exactly. why would I play it this if like, I can play Metal Gear? Again, we're like the, we talked about the third tier of uh, <coughs> what fighting games, and what was the other one last week? Um, Racing games. Uh, Sly is the third. Oh, yeah. the third tier of like uh, yeah. Siphon Filter is the third tier of Splinter Cell and Metal Gear. It's like, those oh, are the yeah, two yeah. Yep. the two games to talk about. And people are like, oh, what about Siphon Filter? It's like, no, <laughs> that up. game was not Shut good. Up, idiot. Rewatch that game. It was not good. So, so gee, I, so I wonder what's going to win this. All right, Aloy moves on. <laughs> all right, so kind of a weird one here. This is a very much probably the most, like, on both ends of the spectrum matchup that we have in the whole list. Number six, this is another one that people will not shut up about to come back. Uh, tactical shooter from the PS2, PS3 days. So calm. So calm. Yes, so calm. Do <laughs> you know how I remember that franchise? No. Because the, the, the last game came out right before that PlayStation yes, outage. Yes. <laughs> I'll always it, remember that. It's legit. Yeah, it, it may be the most unfortunate series in, I don't know about history, but <laughs> they dropped the, yeah, the, the most recent of those games. I think it came out a week before it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, for those who weren't around, the, the PSN app, Outage wasn't like a week or two. It was like two months. <laughs> yeah. It was just down. <laughs> yeah. they, they started giving free games to people. Like I, I think they gave away Infamous and, and something else because like maybe like um, what was that Mod Nation Racers? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just was, because it was so bad. That was so, insane. Yeah, that killed that franchise, man. But uh, <laughs> so number six, SOCOM versus uh, the only first party sports game, MLB The Show. So this is remember Nick. This is our list. If you don't like baseball, I mean, it's I. I mean, I like baseball. I never play the show. Sure, um, but it'll probably be it's the show. It's always I, one of the best selling games of the I, year. I mean, you know, it's important to the to the the system. But you know, like if you're into baseball, play it. If you're not, you know, why would you? Yeah. I mean, it is the only baseball game right now. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> and it probably will stay that way now that it's on fucking even Switch, Switch, mm-hmm. Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation. So yeah, yeah. So is, is that your is that your pick? Yeah, uh-huh. it'll be the it'll show. It'll be the show. Okay. All right. 
Last matchup of the PlayStation Pals franchise list, round one, number four, Jack and Daxter. Mm. All right, Jack and Daxter. Okay. I don't have a lot of familiarity with it, but mm -hmm. I know the people love these, yeah. which They're is surprising because I loved Ratchet and Clank so much. I don't know why I ignored these, but we got number four, Jack and Daxter versus, I know your favorite, Nick, number five, Little Big Planet. <laughs> Little Big Planet. Say what you want. It was a very important game on the PS3 generation. Uh, kind of Sackboy was the mascot of the platform for a while. Yeah, I bought it at launch. Yeah. And I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. And it got and it got more games. So yeah, that's that'll be Jack and Daxter, which okay. hopefully. All right. So I think we had so we had one upset, which you know that's fine. That's kind of expect. That's what I expected. Mm -hmm. But let's go through. This, this is our this is our sweet sixteen, folks. So we have God of War taking on Spyro the Dragon. We got Infamous taking on Ratchet and Clank. The Last of Us taking on Devil May Cry. Twisted Metal taking on Crash Bandicoot. Uncharted taking on Sly Cooper. Astrobot taking on Gran Turismo. Spider-Man taking on Jack and Daxter. And MLB The Show taking on Horizon. Hmm. So, I th so I think next week, Nick, we should probably go through f another four matchups. So that'll be two more weeks, and then we'll be into the final... Next week's just God of War Ragnarok. Oh, that's right. Sorry, <laughs> folks. All right, well, I'm just going to move God of War on at least. No, <laughs> All right, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. By the end of the year, we should have a winner. You okay. Know? We, should, we should be right about yeah. that. Yeah, I think if we could take this right into that last of a show and then have another permanent sixth spot. Um, I think it's, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, like, kind of looking at my bracket right now just on potential showdowns. We might have a show. We might have a showdown. God of War versus The Last of Us. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll see, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> Again, God of War is going to get this huge boost after we play the game. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but uh, were there any franchises we forgot? I know I mentioned Knack. Well, here I'll uh, here. You can see my my list. It's easier probably visually. Yeah. And Knack Knack was one. I guess maybe um, when I was trying to review it. When I was looking it up. Um, you know, everything seemed so so minuscule in comparison. Um, and I guess you don't consider Ghost of a franchise yet. I didn't put Ghost of Tsushima on it, yeah, because it's 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 just a single game, and I bet we could probably poke a hole in that because Spider Man's a single game, right? <laughs> like, there's probably other things. Got, well, uh, Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah, Miles, and like, there's a confirmed one in development. Oh, right. You know, the most soul, but yeah, Ghost is probably one that. Should have been on the list, I guess, now that I think about it. But, you know, poor Pat upon that, man. I mean, Pat upon needs some love. Parappa no, needs some fine. love. It's fine. It is fine. It's good that it's, like, cross-generational and not just, like, the most recent games. Like, you didn't have Returnal on there. Right. Um, so... Yeah, return. Oh man, I'm, I I haven't told you this because I'm afraid of your wrath, but I'm back in. Return I've been playing Returnal like every night. That game's so fun. Wow. Yeah. I mean, these are kind of like. So like PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, um, yeah. Everybody's golf, like you know, Hot Shots golf. <laughs> Hot Shots golf could have been one, you know, yeah. for sure. Uh, I never played the Getaway. Yeah, Warhawk and Starhawk. Yeah, I had Dark Cloud. Um, 
Yeah, yeah so. no, I, th- I think it was good. I was just, I was just yeah, curious if we sure. did forget any. Yeah, if we did, write in. Let us know. You know, shame us um, or whatever the case. <laughs> also, let us know if, like, if you guys, if you have noticed a difference with Nick and I being in the same room, if the audio sounds good. You know, just, just let us know. Even if you want to send us a quick email, say hi, fuck you, whatever you want to say, and you know, give us a little bit of feedback. You know, we will take that and. <laughs> Try and improve the show if we can. Yeah. I will, you know, make sure that I continue to not bring all the information I need and fumble through like I always do. <laughs> it's part of the charm, right? Yeah, yeah. Off the cuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 Next week will be crazy. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> we'll be tired. I'm gonna say we'll... so many things I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be tired. We want to wrap it up because we want to go back and play more. Yeah. <laughs> But it will be good, though, too, because, like, you know, obviously Nick and I, we, we get a lot of this talk out at work when maybe we shouldn't and save it for the podcast. We're not going to see each other at all. Like, we're going to be at home in our own little world. And so, like, it's going to be probably a lot of good talking because, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll need to get it out to somebody because Lord knows my wife doesn't care. So, uh, yeah. 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 Pretty, pretty, pretty awesome stuff. All right. Well, that's it. That's six things. And that's the preview for next week, as we keep mentioning. It's mm-hmm. We're here. Get... Get excited, everybody. Yep. Um, and John, what song are we ending it on? So uh, we're going to end it on, uh, anybody who's a fan of retro gaming, you'll probably know this from the Castlevania series, mm-hmm. Bloody Tears. Uh, it's a very, very classic, uh, you know, hype up, pump up kind of song. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do specifically, we're going to do like kind of the rock edition. You know, the first one sounds very 8-bit, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wanted to spice it up a little bit. And so this is the Bloody Tears rock cover by Friedrich Habetler. Uh, and this song was originally done by Kenichi Matsubara. So, uh, Bloody Tears from Castlevania franchise. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Good, good choice. Good yes. choice. All right. Well, that's it. By the time you hear us next week, it'll be after Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. We'll be in so it nice. big time. So, <laughs> big time. <laughs> if you're not interested in Ragnarok, I'm sorry. See you in two weeks. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe three weeks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that'll be the focus again. Yeah, we'll maybe talk a little bit about other video game news. I, again, we I'm curious how Sonic Frontiers yeah. is going to review. Okay, what's uh what's the prediction, Nick? We did this already. <laughs> I forget things. Okay, <laughs> we thought like below seventy. Yeah, I, I yeah I don't remember what I predicted, but I was going to say like sixty-seven is probably my right. guess. But right. you know, but we'll we'll know by next podcast. So. Pop in, dude. That fucking pop in. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for listening again. We will be back next week. Bye, guys. Toodaloo.